How to win chess games from lost positions. Enter Houdini. It is often difficult to establish the authenticity of a historic event. This one is different, as I played a central part in it, together with our distinguished chess club secretary. It tells the story of how Houdini entered into the folklore of East Cheadle Chess Club. It came about during one of those periods when both of our teams were playing in the second division of the East Cheshire League. This has its advantages. We are bound to win some points in the four fixtures in which the two clubs meet. Also, all four marches are in fact played at the Memorial Hall. In each, one is the nominated home team playing white on the even number boards, the other is the away team playing white on odd-numbered boards. The disadvantage is that it can get a little boring. There is some scope for mixing up the players, as with the exception of the very strongest and weakness of roughly equivalent strengths. But for some reason, the captains agreed to do just that. As a consequence, it is the only match I've ever played for which I am not sure which team I was on. I do not know that my opponent was the formidable Dave the Power, renowned for his reluctance to lose. Hence, his infamous preference for draw-at-all-cost openings and, it must be said, a high proportion of draws at the end of a season. The captain's plan worked out well. There was little difference in the two hybrid A-B teams. Nor were there games in which bizarre events contributed to a freak result, as sometimes seems to happen at East Cheadle. As this particular evening drew on, my team, whichever one it was, began to shed points. I was playing David, and he continued to grind away. This for not the first time in recent seasons, and I had a lapse of concentration. David gleefully snuffled a pawn and started playing more confidently. Most of the games had finished. Other players were boxing and removing the sets and clocks and dismantling tables as quietly as they could. A few came to watch silently but concluded it would take quite a while for David to complete the win. Only a win for me could now rescue a draw for my team. Eventually, everyone except the two players had left the hall. Should I accept the inevitable and resign? After all, I didn't even know which team I was playing for. Then I remembered Houdini. It was David who had mentioned that great escapologist at the start of the previous season. I'd begun it with one of the most amazing sequences of wins from losing positions ever to have happened to me. David had watched as week after week I'd recovered from stupid mistakes. I guess David, who rarely makes such mistakes, must have felt that fate was smiling disproportionately on me. Eventually, after one cheapo, I got up from the board to hear David exclaim, He's escaped again! He's like Houdini! Would David be even more cautious now in the light of his beliefs about the unfair dollops of good fortune that had been coming my way? 
maybe, but there was no other way to play. Eventually, I found something in the position that gave me a chance. I saw a move that seemed to lead me into a trap laid by David. So I had to appear to be forced into the trap that he had laid for me. If he noticed, he only had to do nothing compromising and I was toast. My plan was technically unsound because with correct play, I was going to lose even more quickly. But the prize for him overlooking what I was up to was not just for me to draw, but to win from a lost position. A few more moves where nothing much happened. And when I was appearing to run out of reasonable moves, soon there would be only one move for me to play. David was able to force the move that appeared to lose for me, but actually could lose for him. I tried not to look too hard or look away too innocently. He fell for the trap. I spent a few moments looking to see if I had missed anything. If I had, I would have to resign immediately. I hadn't. I played the winning move. David stared at the position, looked up to the ceiling and then down again at the board. Houdini, he barked. I must have looked rather shiftily at him. We put the sets and table away without saying much and left the deserted hall, turning the lights out as we went. David was still shaking his head at the spirit of Houdini, which had appeared and ruined his evening.